Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialise in helping organisations get the most from their virtual teams through helping them to understand how team members interact. This is episode number 25. And today we're going to be talking about the different communication styles available in a virtual team. Now, to be a bit light-hearted with a particular post, we've referred to these as different tools in a communication toolkit. And as we work through the um, the different tools, you'll get to understand how we have uh, have derived this. So as with all of our podcasts, there is an accompanying blog article on the All Fire website. So please do check it out for additional information. So for anyone working in a team-based project environment, whether that be co-located or a virtual team, whether that's single or multicultural, developing a comprehensive toolkit, a comprehensive uh, repertoire of ways of communicating is an absolutely critical skill that's needed by, by everybody in these teams. It's a skill that is needed to survive and to thrive in pretty well any kind of a business environment, you have to be able to adapt your communication styles to suit the environment that you're in. Now, many of us have just one natural form of communication. We have one default mode that we that we will go into. For some people, that's a mode that will suit them for everything that they do. For other people, unfortunately, that mode may well be something that only works in very select circumstances. Interestingly as well, there's a lot of um, research around that suggests that the default mode for people is the mode that they go into when they're under a lot of stress. So some people will close in on themselves when they're stressed and they stop communicating. Some people become very angry and they scream and shout and uh, and are quite unpleasant people to uh, to deal with in these situations. So everybody has their own default position. But beyond that, Everybody has to have a repertoire of different ways that they can communicate so that they can function effectively and so they can deal with their with their colleagues. It's very, very important during your working career that you put a lot of work into developing your different communication approaches and that you also look at others and work out what works for them, what works when they talk to you and different ways that, that they may communicate that affect how you work and how you interact, and how you collaborate, and uh, and also to observe what works when different cultural norms come into the communications equation. So some things that work particularly well in one cultural setting, or in one particular cross-cultural setting, will not work in another setting. So everybody needs to be aware, they need, they need to be monitoring what everyone else is doing, observing, learning from everybody. Now there's a saying that's been around for quite a long time which goes along the lines of give a child a hammer and the whole world is a nail and again that really describes in a communication sense that 
people will, if they have one way of communicating, they'll use it everywhere that they go. And interestingly, the using of a hammer in that in that um, expression is what drove us to use this particular analogy for the rest of the article. So as we work through, we've we've essentially identified a series of different tools that would sit in someone's standard communications toolkit. Um, we've got a spanner, we have a screwdriver, we have a hammer, we have an oil can, and then in the extreme end we have a blowtorch and a sledgehammer. So we'll work through and talk about each one of these individually and um, just give you a bit of a reference in terms of, okay, that's the tool, this is how it works, this is the kind of communication. So the first one to introduce is the spanner. Now a spanner or a wrench to uh, to um, to some people with from certain cultures and where they use different terms is something which is used in mechanical settings to tighten nuts and to tighten bolts. And in the communication sense, your spanner in your communications toolkit is what you would use when you need to tighten things up or to loosen things up in and around your workplace. So it's a way where you can deal to... Um, to, to if, if things are getting a little bit tense and you need to, or if schedules are starting to slip a little bit, you need to put a little bit of pressure on people. It's a way to gently make them aware of the the drivers that they need to be working towards. So it's not a hard, you must do this now. It's more of a of a gentle way of cajoling people into into doing the things that you need. So it's not something which is really aggressive. It's something which is just more um, forceful, a forceful way of expressing things that you need to be done. You've got to be careful how often you use these sorts of things because if you put it on too much, if every time you see somebody you're reinforcing that you need them and you're putting a lot of stress on them, eventually you can cause a stress fracture. You can cause that person to overreact and to uh, and to potentially um, stop doing some of the things that you need them to do simply because the stress on them starts to wear them down a little bit. So it's it's a it's a tool which which should be used sparingly, but it's a tool which can be very useful. The screwdriver is the next tool. And this is the one which is used for fine adjustments. This is this is the pat on the back in a verbal sense this is the well done thank you very much this is a i really like what you've done but could you look at doing this little bit as well this is the gentle adjustments that you would make to make sure that things flow smoothly this is probably the tool that is going to be most useful through your career in terms of working in the virtual team or in terms of working in a regular office it's the tool which you will draw on the most it's the tool which you will use to build relationships and it's the tool which you will use to re- as a as a way when you're rewarding people for for good work and asking them just to do that little bit more to make a few changes here and there so it's a very very useful tool and from a from a communication sense that ability to ask people to do just a little bit differently or to um, to gra- congratulate people for the work that they've done is a hugely important tool to to have in your abilities to communicate a hammer now i guess if you if you take a, a meeting analogy for a hammer this would be the verbal equivalent of banging your hand on the table this is the way where you can be you can have a short sharp statement and it, and it, as such, it's something which, if you hit something too often with a hammer, 
a smaller hammer you can start to break it you can start to bend it you and it's also quite a rough tool to use unless you're in a very very experienced trades person using a hammer is something that that you would only use occasionally in very certain circumstances and that's really the same way that using a verbal hammer using a a shout or a or a banging of your fist on the table is something you need to be very very careful how you use it and to use it extremely sparingly you start to use it too often you will break things people will stop working for you and they'll they'll start to actively undermine what you're trying to achieve the fourth tool that we refer to in the standard communications toolkit is an oil can and an oil can in this instance is used as a way of explaining a verbal form of let's say of a lubricant so again this is this is ways where you have to be have to have positive conversations with team members where you have to help resolve disagreements where you have to work verbally to cajole people to free up work that needs to keep moving along it's something that's used just to just to lubricate the skids it's that verbal conversations that you have with people from time to time just to make sure everything is still running smoothly and to make sure that everybody's happy and things are working the way you need them to now the two tools that you keep under lock and key and only use extremely rarely are the last two at the end of our article now the first one of these last two we've referred to as a blowtorch now the blowtorch is is a is a tool which is used to apply extreme heat to things which are stuck now in the in the business perspective in the communications perspective this would be something that you would use maybe once or twice in your career it's not something you would hope to use very frequently at all but it's it's essentially a way of of applying verbal pressure to an individual or to a team when you really desperately need them to achieve something at a certain time and you really desperately need them to fix things the reason that you need to be extremely careful how to use it though and when you use it is because you will burn people you will burn relationships and if you're not careful you will irreparably burn and damage relationships people will completely withdraw from working for you and they will completely withdraw from the project and withdraw from the tasks that you're trying to do if you use this approach more than once or twice in the time that they work for you if you use it too much everybody will just say nope sorry not working for you anymore i'm off to work for someone else or they will just become immune to the pain and you can scream and shout and all you want and nothing will actually happen the final tool in the toolkit we're referring to is a sledgehammer so this is a large heavy hammer which is only used in a construction sense really to remove things to knock down walls to break through and to uh, and to just to, in a real emergency case again this is a tool you don't use very much again this is a tool where you would be the verbal equivalent of screaming and shouting at your colleagues and staff it's an extreme tool which exposes you to a lot of risk with your team people will see potentially a side of you that they really don't like and they really don't like working with and working for so again very very rarely it should a tool like this be used now the other way that a tool such as a sledgehammer could be used from an from an from an analogy perspective would be in a way where you use it to clear obstructions in front of your team now in that instance it's a very very different tool it's used in an extremely different way and that's a way where you as a manager as a leader of your team 
take the initiative to clear a particular problem from in front of your team so your team can work effectively and continue on the project that they're doing for you. Now, in that instance, that doesn't have to be a lot of screaming and shouting. That can be some very clever management skills and tactics that you use to clear a business problem, to clear an organizational issue that is slowing things down and holding things up. But in the context of this particular article, and again, we're trying to keep it quite light, the sledgehammer is used as a as a demolition tool, and it will, if you use it more frequently than is absolutely essential, it will demolish your working relationships. It will destroy your working relationships, and it will mean that people will just stop working for you. So as you can see, each of these tools have their own place in your repertoire of communications tools. Some you would use very frequently, like the screwdriver, like the spanner from time to time, like the oil can and the hammer when you need to, to make adjustments. Others, the big heavy tools, the destructive tools, you only use them when you absolutely need to. So hopefully this article has been of some interest and maybe has given you a little bit of a smile in terms of the way that we've used the terms as we've worked through it. As with all of our project articles, there is an episode on the website which sits alongside of this, so please do feel free to, to pop over to the Ulfire website. The website address again is www.ulfire.com.au. Um, while you're there, check out other podcasts. Feel free to subscribe to other episodes. Uh, sorry, to to the um, to the newsletter which we produce once a fortnight, or to other um, podcast feed when you're on there. And we very much look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>